All right. And we are back with a brand new season. Super excited to be here with you for our first episode. We are going to dive into the reality of adulting. I promise it's a great time. (laughs) Talking about all the fun from college life to post-college life and everything else in between. Think of this as your guide to getting it right. Not that I have, but I've learned along the way from mistakes and failing forward. And so I hope this helps you take that next step in your career and as you adult in this wonderful life. So here's the episode. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Wow, it is so good to be back for season three of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm SK Bond and I am the host and am in just such awe of what this year is going to bring. That's all I can say about that. There's so many good nuggets and just wisdom coming from such incredible leaders on this podcast. So shout out to all of the ones who are coming on this season and many more where that came from, right? Well, I wanted to talk about a couple of topics that have come to mind that you have actually reached out and shared that you want to learn a little bit more about and dive into deeper. One that really jumped out at me was from Maddie. Shout out to you. She came on our podcast not too long ago. She and some other ladies reached out to me about the reality of post-college life, what no one tells you about entering into the workforce and adulting and man, this is, this is a big deal. Um, This is something that is easily overlooked and not everyone really gives you the hard truth of what the reality is going to be after college life, because trust me. Those years were great for those, for many reasons. We won't get into that on this episode, but we will get into what it means to navigating kind of the unspoken realities. So for many college graduates, the transition from academia to the workforce can be really exciting and also super challenging. So after years of dedicating all your time and energy towards studying and working hard. And of course, you know, the occasional day parties and the fun things that you look forward to, the big football games. It's finally time to put that degree to use and embark on a new chapter in life. There are a lot of unspoken realities though that come with this transition that really catch a lot of new graduates off guard. So we're gonna explore the hidden truths of post-college life and provide some valuable, what I think is valuable, insight and what I wish I would have known coming out of college. So the realities of job hunting, like this is, this is one of those that you don't anticipate it being a barrier, but obviously you're a little naive coming out of college. At least I was. And I mean, I was working hard, really trying before I even graduated to land a job. The second half of my senior year of college, I was actively looking for a job. And 
funny enough, my now husband, Justin, he was my boyfriend then in college. He's also two years ahead of me and was already in the workforce. And so he made it pretty clear to me that like, this is something that you need to start on today. And if it weren't for him, he really helped me. <laughs> he really helped me get my resume to where it needed to be and, and helped kind of coach me on what to expect. And so for that, I'll always be thankful. And he knows this. So shout out to Justin. But finding that job after college is not always straightforward, right? Um, it's a competitive job market combined with just like the pressure of securing a job and paying your bills. And it can feel really overwhelming. It's important to really have the, like a well thought out job like search strategy and really take advantage of all the networking opportunities at your university. So there's alumni and alum, you know, there's alumni for a reason. And I think it's important to build really strong connections with your professors up front. Like that should be like as a freshman coming into college, that should be like your number one goal is to make your professors your best friends because they're the ones who are going to be referring you to these jobs. And they can be great references as well as, you know, character references from other people as well. But from from like a application perspective, like those people are going to be your people to get connected with. You obviously want to start kind of cultivating and building connections with professionals in your field. That means going into the community where you go to school and joining different networking groups, whether it's like young professionals or it's like, a, you know, whatever it may be. I'm trying to think of an example for myself. Like that would be like PRSSA. So that's like the college version of like public relations Student Society, I think of America is what that stands for. Obviously, I don't remember, but I'm in marketing now. It all works together, but PR and marketing people are kind of in two different schools, two different like colleges within the university. But regardless, like joining like the chamber and starting to like volunteer for that and getting plugged in early on, especially if you plan to stay in that community or even if you don't, like people know people and so start building your relationships early. Don't wait. I think, you know, management training programs are also really great if you're coming out of college. Like this is something I did. Now they're hard to find. They just don't do them like they used to. Like, it used to be a really big thing. And in in back in the day, big companies do it still, but they don't do it to the level that they once did it. But I joined a management training program through MGM Resorts International, and it was highly competitive, but I had done an internship there before. And so I already had just kind of annoyed everyone in the HR team enough to where they knew who I was and just kind of stayed on top of them. And that's what ultimately landed me in the job and where I'm at today was because of that. So really be thinking about, okay, where have I interned? Do I have any meaningful relationships there? Did I actually enjoy it? And if you can answer those questions and you did, like that's where you can double down and really kind of see if there's an opportunity to come on full time. If not, you can still reach out to them and ask them if they know of any other people who are looking to hire or even looking for someone part-time for now. And that can be another great avenue, you know, if you really can't figure out your next steps. But you definitely need to get plugged in, build relationships. If you already have had some internships, those are great stepping stones to really getting in the, the door with people. But really start to embrace this reality because... It is a constant stream of rejection. If you've put out a resume in any capacity, you know that you like, you know, you kind of spray and pray in some ways where you send out, you know, 50 resumes and you hear back from however many, like 
there is going to be this consistent kind of stream of rejection that I don't think people really prepare you for. And it's not personal. It's just all about how your resume appeals to that particular job and to the person who's looking to hire it. Or maybe it's just their HR department before you get screened to the next department. But I want to encourage you to remain persistent in your job search and get creative with it. You know, depending on how you're trying to break into the market, like just think about if you're the person looking to hire that position, how can you shock and awe them in the best ways? How can you get in front of them? And sometimes that means like getting their direct email and directly emailing them with your resume and with like a catchy, smart email and just piquing their interest. Going straight to the source is really kind of the best way to get your resume in front of the right people at the right time. Another truth I wanted to point out is the importance of soft skills. So while your academic achievements are important, you know, employers also value the soft skills that are not often emphasized in the classroom. So communication is very important, how you carry yourself, how you present teamwork. You know, are you a team player? Are you willing to pull in extra hours and, and help get the job done, even if it's not necessarily your role or your particular task? Like, how can you jump in and help problem solve? and work with the team. Being adaptable and flexible, like especially early on in your career, I mean, you should always be this, but when you're new, you just need to be a sponge. And if they say walk, you run. You say, how, you know, where do you need me to go? I'll, I'll do it. That shows a lot of like adaptability and flexibility to your employer. And they start to open up more doors for you. Like I mentioned, problem solving abilities are so important. You know, Kind of look at my kind of personal mantra is like seek opportunity in every challenge because there are going to be plenty of challenges that can be really debilitating at times, you know, but how do you see the good in it? How do you work through it? How do you problem solve? You can cultivate these skills though through your extracurriculars. You know, if you're a part of a like group on campus, like there are different ways to kind of show all of those soft skills and how you've expanded those soft skills while in that particular group setting. So for example, you know, I was in charge of our capstone project senior year with a team of like four people in my class. And we had to basically come up with an entire PR strategy around a specific type of organization. And it was kind of my job to kind of keep the team on task, understand the goals, help people get what they needed to get and to obviously do what right by our, you know, quote unquote client and also, you know, obviously get a good grade. And so it took a lot of communication with the team, which also goes into teamwork and keeping them motivated. And so I, I think one example I told someone in an interview was, you know, the team was really the morale was down because we were a bunch of late nights poured into that work. And so I just ordered a bunch of pizzas and we all met at the library and I was like, we're going to, we're going to, you know, turn this out and we're going to get this done and pizza on me. It's all about communication and teamwork and making sure that we're hitting our quote unquote clients goals. And it took a great deal of open communication with the entire team just to check in and make sure everyone was pulling their weight and doing their part. And sometimes that meant late night libraries times together with pizza that I bought, you know, whatever keeps people motivated and encouraged to get the work done, but it took a lot of communication and teamwork to get to the finish line on that project. That's an example of pulling like a soft skill into your interview, especially if you don't have a whole lot of like work experience, but showing that you you can kind of also adapt to situations and pull in those soft skills to explain your value. That to me 
if I'm the hiring manager, like that would really jump out at me when you're able to pull those experiences, even from your your college days or from growing up and talk and speak to it specifically within the skill set that's needed for the job. Those are just a couple of ideas, you know, and it's all about participating in student organizations, taking on leadership roles or joining volunteer initiatives. It kind of helps you develop and showcase your skills even more than you probably even think. So um, demonstrating a combination of the technical expertise and a strong soft skill will make you a really valuable candidate and kind of help you stand out. I think balancing expectations and reality, it's kind of like Instagram, <laughs> like reality versus expectations, you know, real life. This college may not always kind of meet your expectations. It's, you know, it's normal to have these big visions and plans for what your career will look like, but the reality may be different. You know, you may not be able to afford to go straight to New York right out of college like some people get to. And that's that's a dream. That's awesome. But that's not the only way you can go about carving a path for yourself and your career. You know, entry level positions, they typically have pretty low salaries. And over time, you've got to prove yourself and it may require adjusting kind of what your expectations are going into your your first time job. You know, it's crucial to embrace the reality and just stay open minded and trust the process and understand and, and find people who are rooting for you and find mentors that's going to be your cheat code to your first couple of jobs is finding people that get you, that are championing you and advocating for you, even when you're not in the room. And that means, you know, it takes, it takes two to tango, right? Like it's a relationship. So like, you can't just be seeking out the mentor for what you can get out of it, but also come prepared, ask a ton of questions, seek to really understand and, you know, start to really learn and just be a sponge. But those first couple of years are a little rough in terms of like being the newbie, not necessarily always getting the respect that you feel like you deserve. And that's something that you just need to kind of be prepared for. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be respected. I think, you know, respect shouldn't be earned. I think trust should be. Respect should be given freely. And so I want to challenge you if, if that's something that you're dealing with, just to keep your head up and just know that that respect is is supposed to be given freely. And if you're not getting that, you know, still be respectful of others, but begin to be looking for a new job. And I would encourage you to at least stay in that job for two years before going to your second job. Just some free advice there. Hey there, coffee lovers. Are you ready to elevate your morning routine? Well, look no further than the Bava Java Coffee Variety Box. Inside this box, you will find an assortment of hand-selected specialty coffee beans from different regions, carefully chosen for their flavor notes and profiles. From the bold and robust to the smooth and mellow, every sip delivers a taste that will leave you craving more. So, whether you're an espresso connoisseur, a latte lover, a coffee enthusiast, or just trying to jumpstart your morning, Bava Java Coffee has something for you. This variety box provides a month's worth of coffee. It also makes for the perfect gift for that person in your life who was hard to buy for this holiday season. Ready to elevate your coffee experience? Head over to bavajavacoffee.com and use the code SK20 for an exclusive 20% off your variety box. The learning curve, right? So transitioning into the workforce can come with a pretty steep learning curve. There are things that you may have taken for granted from your parents and managing your own time. You know, you 
building professional relationships can be kind of tricky and adapting to a structured work environment with no excuses. Like, you know, you can kind of get away with not showing up to class, but you certainly can't show, show, you know, you've got to show up for work. You can't be like a no call, no show, or you could get fired. But those can be challenges. So be prepared to learn new industry specific skills, take tons of notes, and then learn the best practices, understand the dynamics of the workplace and the company culture. Every single company is different and how it's structured. I promise you, like fun fact, I did not like The Office, like the TV show growing up because I just didn't understand it. And then once I got into the workforce, same with Parks and Rec, right? Once I got into the workforce, I was like, these these shows are hysterical. And it's because it's like depicting real life workplace scenarios. And and so you lived and breathed it, you don't have a very like found appreciation for it. So I just want to encourage you in that. But, you know, look at for some mentorship programs or organizations that you can plug into and just be patient with yourself. It's hard to navigate that steep learning curve because you just don't know what you don't know, but stay curious, always come prepared with questions. Like that was my big thing. You can ask anyone of my MGM days. Like I had a notebook. I was one of those people. And depending on like who I was meeting with that day, I already had 10 questions listed out, right? Like I came prepared for every single meeting. I knew everyone's name. I treated everyone as if I was on their team. Um, And it's because I had to rotate to different teams so often with my program that I had to be on my P's and Q's. But I mean, you're really going to stand out if you come to meetings with like sincere, legit questions that actually are like comprehensive and like thought provoking. So just some food for thought, like learning curves are hard, but if you ask questions and try to help to like understand it, you'll get that respect and you'll get, you'll, people will definitely trust you and you'll start building those relationships that are so key. And then before long, you'll have the expertise because everyone's answering all your questions. So managing finances, ooh, this is a tough one. So for many graduates, managing finances effectively becomes a real stark reality because then you realize, wait, I mean, college was a rude awakening for me because I you know, paid my way through college too, but I did not have very much starting out. And so balancing student loans, yes, living expenses and saving for the future can be really crippling, right? And I, on top of that, I was like trying to get married really young in my life, which, you know, has its pros and cons, but it was needless to say, it was a difficult time trying to manage all of that. And so if I can give you any wisdom on that, it's like create a budget, track your spent expenses to gain a really clear understanding of where your money is going. If you're like me, it was probably going to food or the bar or wherever you're hanging out with friends, maybe some trips. But just want to prioritize your essential expenses, like your rent, your utilities, your loan repayments, while also saving a portion of your income. Obviously, 401k is important. So you're going to want to go ahead and get a percentage to put into your 401k. Usually, it depends on your company. Sometimes they'll match that for you, which is great. Sometimes they won't. Get with your HR team and just make sure that you're covering your bases. But consider seeking financial advice or resources. But definitely paying off debt and building a strong financial foundation is really key here. And those couple of years can feel really hard. It's going to feel like ramen noodles every night. At least it was for me. But it builds character. That's what I tell myself. And then start practicing smart financial habits early on. And that will really set you up to secure your future. 
and really alleviate kind of that unnecessary financial stress and burden that you can put on yourself because it's only going to get more expensive because all your friends are going to start getting married and then you're going to be bridesmaids and then all your money is going to go to that. So if you can go ahead and start setting yourself up sooner than later, you're going to have a little bit more wiggle room to do things that you really want to do. Take that trip to Europe or whatever you're trying to plan for. Like it's going to be important if you're trying to purchase your first home, like five years after graduating college or whatever your plan is, like obviously you have to start saving towards some of those bigger financial goals. So definitely have a budget, stick to it, track your expenses, make sure you're covering your like pillar finances, which are your bills, right? Your utilities, your loans, that's going to help set you up. And then the rest is like the fun stuff that you get to do. So work-life balance. Uh (laughs) Life has changed. That's all I can say about this. Achieving a healthy work-life balance can be a struggle in the early stages of your career. I found it to be a little bit easier, actually, because when I really clocked out at like 5.36, maybe it was like 5, 5.30, we'll say that. I sound like a workaholic. When I did that, like I felt like I had more <laughs> free time those days, my early years of my career. But the pressure to prove yourself and to climb kind of that corporate ladder can easily lead to like longer working hours and really neglecting your personal life. I had been there. I used to like never leave until seven, like past seven, I guess, early on at one point. It's important to prioritize your self-care though and to set those boundaries and just to make sure that you're allowing yourself to have time for your hobbies, for your significant other, for your friends, your family, exercise. You know, also relaxing and taking that time for yourself because you really want to First, first couple of years can be hard on your mental health and your physical well-being is really important. So just know that like the job will always be there, but making sure that you're setting some healthy boundaries for yourself, because if you don't, you'll start getting into a habit of where you just work later and later. And then it's like, oh, what are weekends? I'll work extra days. Why not? And then, it, you know, it can just be kind of a snowball effect, but There are plenty of opportunities where you can literally clock out and not have to worry about it after hours. So I guess it just kind of depends on what job you're you're in and and where you're trying to grow to or what you're trying to do. Continuous learning. So post-college journey is just the beginning. (laughs) Haha, you thought you were just a student in college and high school and all the years before that. You're supposed to be like a lifelong learner if you're going to be really good at what you do. This is just really the beginning of a lifetime of learning. And I think when you stop learning is when you stop growing. Organizations really value employees who are adaptable and willing to grow. So making sure that you're staying on top of like emerging trends, making sure that you're putting in the work for professional development and have that level of self-awareness about kind of your strengths and weaknesses. I think staying up to date on things is important, you know, to remain competitive and advance in your career. So a couple of ways you can stay relevant in your field, it would be to go to workshops, attend seminars or webinars to acquire new skills and really broaden your knowledge base. Also consider pursuing advanced degrees or certifications. Just make sure it aligns with your career goals because everyone's always real quick to get that next degree, which I think is important. Like if you enjoy that and want to, that's great. But you also want to make sure that you're, there's good upside to it, like the ROI is there. And so just kind of keep that in mind as it like pertains to your career. 
But, you know, reading books like industry related books is important or, you know, following thought leaders in their spaces will keep you informed on emerging trends and technologies, which, again, helps you to stay competitive. And believe it or not, it's so important to never stop learning. That's the only way you're going to advance. And before long, you'll be a mentor for someone else. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but mental health and well-being to the transition of workforce can often bring a lot of stress and pressure. Thinking about how do you balance personal challenges, career expectations, you know, while striving for success can take a toll on your mental health. It's important to prioritize that self-care and really seek support when you need to. You know, I'm a big believer in having someone to talk to, a therapist, a friend, a family member, a neighbor, whoever it needs to be. I would try to stay away from too much of like leaning on coworkers just because I think it's important to have healthy dynamics there. But I would look for people outside of like who you work with nine to five. But practice stress management techniques. Like if you like to go for a run, I don't really run, but if that's your jam, like maybe start working that in every day after work just to like kind of wind down from the day. I would start practicing that early. Because if you don't, you're never going to be able to adjust to kind of the pressure cooker. And as you get older and get more responsibilities as you climb, it can be a little bit debilitating if you don't take the time now to really think through, okay, what is fun for me? What do I enjoy doing that's not extra work that will allow me to kind of take my mind off things? And um, easier said than done to figure that out. But it's up to you to kind of put in the work early on to kind of figure out what's best for you. But professional help can be life-changing, just saying. So transitioning from college to workforce, you know, adulting, it can bring its own set of like unspoken realities. I think you'll figure out quickly that work dynamics are kind of like high school in some ways. Don't get sucked into all that. Keep level head, you know, always stay kind of a step step ahead with all of that. Don't kind of get dragged down into any of the office politics of things. All of that you think you would already know, but it's, it's harder once it's all playing out in front of you. And people who are older than you, who are supposed to be the, the leaders, don't always play by those same set of rules. So it's important as a young professional to try to hold yourself to a really high standard and to try to avoid all of the weird kind of playing the game stuff that goes on, just depending on the culture. So, you know, understanding and navigating these unspoken truths are really vital to success going into your adult life by acknowledging the challenges of finding a job, developing those soft skills, balancing expectations, you know, embracing the learning curve managing your finances, maintaining that work-life balance, embracing continuous learning, prioritizing your mental health, you know, all of these, you know, if you can do these things, you can approach this phase with confidence and set a really strong foundation for really living out your best life. And just remember that challenges are a part of growth. So seek opportunity in every challenge. And with the right mindset and prep, you'll not only survive, but you'll thrive in this transition. So just want to encourage you to embrace the unspoken realities, forge ahead, find that resilience, and you'll know that that success is going to await you, however you define it. But it's going to be important to adapt 
and have a willingness to learn from your experiences. So I hope that was helpful as you're navigating maybe post-college to adulthood. And I'm definitely available if you want to pull me aside and talk through some more stories that I like to call them or just some crazy times that no one prepares you if you're looking for some specifics. Let's talk about it. But I wish you the best as you're navigating all of that and just know that you're a lot stronger than you think you are. So you've got this. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn and I hope that you are navigating the reality of your post-college life and adulting is treating you right. So if you ever want to talk through things, DM me, email me, and we can talk about it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.